0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW. This is the Saturday, October 12th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: And we hear your local mortgage experts bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they affect our economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show if you have any questions, call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at com. And our lineup for today's show, we have John Turkelson of Protection Home Inspection. Home Inspection Q&A is what we're going to do with John today. Also in studio, we have Lei Wang of journeywithlei.com. Tap into the power of excitement to reach your new heights of success. And our last guest in studio... Danielle LaFleur of Easy as Pie Design, maximizing your website and marketing dollars. And I'm really excited today, Keelan, because, or adorable, adorably masculine. (laughs) Adorably masculine. Which which Victoria, (laughs) (laughs) you guys don't get to hear Victoria um, on air, which we'll actually have to have a conversation with her uh, one time, is our guest, but she had just called Keelan adorably masculine. I thought I might, that was just. I great. might have said
2: potty before the show. It's like a, <laughs> I wasn't th- going to say why she don't. said yeah, that, I'll but say yeah. I said potty, and she's like, "You're adorably masculine."
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, "That's a compliment, I think." It is. It yeah. is a compliment. It, it says that you are you are endearing. Anyway, so but what I was going to say is, I'm just excited because uh, we have all first time guests in studio today, so Yay. it's always fun to have. Uh, new people, the first time that have uh, <laughs> visited, and well hopefully that they'll come back. I hope. Yeah, we'll yeah. See
2: we'll see after the show how this yeah, goes. We'll, we'll
1: see how it goes. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, without further ado, let's do a little money chat.
3: Money, money.
1: So, Keelan, what do you, uh, what do you have to share today for money chat?
2: Well. <laughs> You won't talk about yourself in this light, so I have to brag for you. So mm. I'm I'm so excited for you and happy for you. Tina won't say this, but she got nominated for the second year in a row at the Washington Association of Mortgage Professionals. It's basically like the Academy Awards for people in our industry. Only nine mortgage professionals were nominated, Tina being one second year in a row. The bigger thing about that, which just goes to show how amazing Tina is is She doesn't really you're so busy with everything you have going with all your amazing programs and things and what you're trying to give back to everybody else that you can't spread yourself everywhere. So you're not exactly involved with this Washington Association of Mortgage Professionals. And to get nominated when you're really not partaking in all the things that they do is even a bigger deal, um, because typically it's those that are really involved in the organizations that get the kind of fruits of the labor, per se. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so proud of you, Tina. Not surprised at all. And um, we're taking it home this year. That's what we, ne- that's what we yeah, need to do. Yeah, I
1: didn't. I was nominated last year, but I didn't take it home. So <laughs> let's see if I could take it home this year. Well, Keelan, thank you for the shout out. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, right back. I mean, I just feel really blessed. We've got an amazing uh, team. We're doing some great things together, but it's not a one-man show for any of us. It's a team effort. And, you know, the old the old saying is you're only as good as the team that supports you. And so I feel really blessed to uh-huh. everything that we're all we're all doing together.
2: We are a happy family. Let's just say that. We're a
1: happy family. So on my mini chat, I'm actually going to just talk a little bit about mortgages. Well, maybe not mortgages, but mortgage insurance, because there's a lot of refinances going on right now, which is really great. Uh, Shout out. That's what we do. We're your local mortgage experts. um, And I do think we're part of the best of the best in the industry, uh, really looking out for what our clients' best uh, need is and what they really need to do. And I see a lot of people talking about mortgage insurance and doing refinances to help clients remove mortgage insurance. But I see people actually doing it mortgage professionals when they don't have to. So I want to talk about mortgage removal. Uh, So it depends on the loan and how and when, how and if you can remove mortgage insurance. So mortgage insurance premium PMI is an FHA financing and required for the life of the loan. So if you're on an FHA loan, you have to refinance to get rid of mortgage insurance. But private mortgage insurance PMI is conventional financing and you do not have to refinance. So If you're refinancing specifically to remove mortgage insurance on a conventional loan, pick up the phone, call the show. Uh, Keeler and myself can do an analysis of what that looks like and whether it makes sense for you or not. Now, homeowners protection act law governs with mortgage insurance mortgage lenders uh, can whether they have to remove and when they're removing the mortgage insurance for the home lenders mortgage insurance also known as private mortgage insurance the pmi which i just talked about in the us is insurance payable to a lender or a trustees for a pool of securities that may require be required when taking out a mortgage loan It is insurance to offset the loss in case the consumer is not able to repay the loan and the lender is not able to recover the cost after foreclosure or a sale of that mortgage property. So, again, PMI PMI is required on a conventional loan if you're coming in with less than 20% down. Now, today I'm not going to talk about all the different ways that you can take PMI. Uh, That's another money chat, but I'll bring it back in on a future show uh, because you don't have to pay monthly mortgage insurance. I'll do a shout-out there. So, automatic PMI termination. Once your loan to value based on the original price that you pay for the home is 78%, the PMI will automatically terminate if your payments are up to date. That's one way of releasing the mortgage insurance. Another way is request the PMI removal. Now, you can request the removal of PMI when the loan balance reaches 80% of the original home value when the loan was initially taken out. A PMI disclosure will be part of the disclosure package and list the dates of when you hit that 80% mark. Now, extra principal payments during that time can shorten the time to reach that 80%. So to have the PMI removed, you must be current on your mortgage payments and request the PMI removal in right. Now, the lender may require for you to prove that you don't have a second loan and to prove that you've got the appraised value or the appraised amount in the home value has not been decreased. Now, this extra 2%, and this is the key part to this, the extra 2% in the loan-to-value from the 80% to the 78% is an ex, is extra money out of your pocket. So mark your calendar when the loan reaches that 80%, because, again, it will automatically terminate at 78%. But mark your calendar when you're naturally in that amortization schedule at 80%, because on a $100,000 <coughs> loan, the calculation for the cost of mortgage insurance, this would be an additional $65 a month, and you could pay for that time until you reach that 80% where you could have had it released at 78%. So just in $100,000, you've missed out on $700, which every $100,000 at $700, that can um, make a big difference. Now, the uh, next way is alternative termination criteria is what they call this. The Homeowners Protection Act dictates that PMI can stay on the loan for no longer than one half of the term of the loan even if the loan to value is greater than 78%, when half of the term has passed, the lender must remove the mortgage insurance. Now, this is final termination of the PMI might occur with mortgage terms that include uh, an interest-only payment period or when the loan balance has not been reduced because you're doing a negative am loan or something like that. Now here's what the most common is. So I want to talk about this. And this is the request of early not not most common, but something that as a consumer uh, that you see being done, this is what you want to do instead of refinancing your mortgage is request an early PMI removal. Now you can request the early removal from PMI when the loan reaches 80% of the current home market value. So once you know that you're at that 20% equity position, you want to make sure you have it because you're going to have to pay for a cost of appraisal and you don't want to pay for an appraisal if you don't have the value in the property. But once you have that value, which can actually be combination with paying down principal, extra principal payments obviously would count, and then what your current market value is. So once you're confident you're at that 80% loan to value, which means you have a 20% equity, then you can call the lender and the lender's required to remove that after they charge you for the cost of the appraisal and you have to write that letter requesting to have it removed. So that's where I'm seeing people that are doing refinances, not knowing that they've got that opportunity to... Asked to have it removed and pay for an appraisal. So that's your money chat. If there's uh, anything that you want to hear during money chat from uh, Keelan or myself, just call into the show at one eight five one eight hundred what is our phone number? 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150. And coming up next on The Money Hour, Home Inspection Q&A, John Torkelson, a protection home inspection, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, after the short break.
4: Buying a home can be one of the most exciting or scariest things we will ever do. Most homebuyers have no idea of what to look for to ensure the largest purchase most of us will make is structurally sound and safe for our family to live in. Home inspections help ensure that corners were not cut to save money or that items were not incorrectly installed, costing the home buyers thousands of dollars after the purchase. Buying a home is expensive, and getting hit with large unforeseen costs can turn the excitement of moving into a new home into a financial stress on the whole family. Protection Home Inspection has hundreds of reviews online at Redfin Open Book and Google Reviews. And PHI is an Angie's List 5-star verified business.
5: My name is John Torkelson, and I'm the owner of Protection Home Inspection. If you have any questions or would like to book an inspection, give me a call at 425-275-7132. I also have online booking available at protectionhomeinspection.org. That number again is 425-275-7132. I look forward to working with you.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, October 12th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
1: from your local mortgage experts. It is a great day to talk about money. That's what the show is all about. How to make money, how to save money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast. So if you want to connect with the guest, again, call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at com. In studio right now, we have John Torkelson of Protection Home Inspection, and we're going to have a little home inspection Q&A. John, thank you so much for joining us for the first time.
5: Thanks for having me. It's great to be
1: here. Really excited to have a conversation about John and home inspection because it's an important part of the process if you're looking at purchasing a home or possibly selling a home. A little bit about John. John has been in the construction industry for over 25 years. He first started building apartments and homes, and in 1997, John entered the Carpenters Union Apprenticeship Program at Renton Technical College. He has worked on many large projects around the Puget Sound, including the downtown Federal Courthouse, the New West Side Approach to the new 520 Bridge and his favorite project, two 50 million gallon underground water tanks for the city of Seattle and the Cal Anderson Park on top of them. John also was elected three term as vice president of Carpenter's Local 30 and financial security of the local as a rank and file carpenter. John became a home inspector after herniated two discs in his neck working on the new 520 floating bridge.
2: So John, um, tell us a little bit more about how the heck did you become a a home inspection or get into the home inspection industry, I should say.
5: Well, I got into the home inspection business. Um, Unfortunately, I was hurt on the 520 bridge. I uh, herniated two discs in my neck, like Tina said, and um, I was really at a loss. I'd done construction my entire life. I didn't know what I was going to do and my wife being a real estate agent, she kept bothering me and saying, hey, why don't you do this home inspection? I could never find or she could never find anybody that had construction background to be a home inspector and I built hundreds of homes and um, at the time it seemed like a fit. So I thought, okay, well, I'm recovering from this herniated disc surgery. I will go out and get licensed and uh, see how it is. And uh, since I started, i Hung my shingle outside, I've been busy ever since.
1: And I love it how the wife makes a suggestion that actually changes uh, a life. John loves what he does. He's very, very um, uh, skilled and very successful in the spec- inspection industry. So a shout out for your wife for right. uh, pushing you in that direction. Thank you. What are, I love to give shout out for the, uh, for the wives. Uh, John, what are the requirements to become a home inspector in Washington state?
5: Uh, Washington State actually has some of the most stringent rules for becoming a home inspector. You need to uh, take 120 hours of in-class education and then pass a test there, and then uh, 40 hours of uh, actual hands-on training, doing uh, 10 inspections in the field with another licensed home inspector, and then uh, passing a state exam of uh, 100 questions that are timed. and uh, Pretty difficult questions, but they're multiple choice, and uh, that's it.
1: And I, I love that they can't just go out there and inspect a home they have to have all of those hours um, right. and so it makes it a little challenging as well as you're building your team because you have to actually have them with all their hours you can't just you know so there's that that side of it as well right but it's nice to know you have to have that experience. I
5: heard when it first started people were really frustrated the home inspectors were really frustrated because the state of Washington dropped all these new laws and rules and regulations and everybody kind of freaked out but then they realized you know now it's black and white it's not mm-hmm. this uh, white only and uh, anything goes, all these different types of home inspections. They're all pretty standardized. They follow the Washington State Standards of Practice for
2: home inspections. So love it that. turned out to be a good thing.
1: Yeah.
2: John, what are your thoughts on uh, people getting homes inspected? Do you suggest that's something they should do? <laughs> uh, definitely. Um,
5: if you're going to be buying a new home, uh, especially we find um, lots of things gone wrong in these new homes. Homes uh, now are built usually with unskilled labor and they're not contracts aren't usually awarded based on you know skill. They're awarded on the lowest uh, bid. And so we get these homes that are built um, not with the greatest construction techniques. And even though it's a brand new home, we find stuff all the time wrong with them. Um, just the other day, I was inspecting a home and found a six inch by six inch hole in the roof. It looked like somebody had taken a sledgehammer. I don't know if it was a disgruntled uh, employee. Wow. <laughs> smashed a hole through the roof and then it had rained for about two months. And so wow. they had rain pouring into the attic and now we have a mold issue.
1: You know, and I hear that over and over on new construction, and that's probably one of the Areas that is a missed um, opportunity for protection for buyers in buying new home construction. It's like, well, it's brand new; it gets inspected, so it should be okay. You have a you have an occupancy um, uh, requirement, and you know all of that. So, John, what about a seller that's thinking of selling a home right now? What do you think as far as getting a home inspection prior to even putting the home on the market?
5: Right, that's something new we've uh, seen here in the last couple of years. People getting their homes inspected prior to uh, putting them on the market you know the great thing about that is you can live in your home and you have no idea the things that are going on in the attic or in the crawl space most people don't spend much time up there or or underneath their house and so they go to list the house there's a a competition for a bid The, the bid is awarded and uh that bid is uh, accepted on contingent of a home inspection. And then we have a home inspection and we find out rats have infested the crawl space and the seller had no idea. So now there's this giant uh, struggle trying to come to an agreement on how are we going to remedy this or, you know, some mold in the attic or, you know, the the big thing is people don't want surprises. And so if yeah. you're able to show them this inspection report, say, hey, here's the things that we know, um, the water heaters um, got some rust on it. And then the buyers aren't shocked when they go in and have their home inspected. They go, okay, yeah, we knew about that. Let's continue to move forward.
1: Yeah. And such great advice, uh, John, because a lot of times sellers are looking at the exact opposite and unexperienced real estate agents as well are giving bad and wrong information because they're afraid to know because then they have to disclose it on the contract. Well, the reality is, is buyers are getting home inspections. They are going to find it. So do you, would you rather do that at the beginning or in the middle of contract now renegotiates, are going to happen. You're stuck. It's going to cost you a lot more money. Would you agree?
5: Right. When we're scrambling to get these repairs taken, yeah. Care of and uh, trying to get bids, and it's really hard to get a roofer to come out and give you a bid within a couple of days, or yeah. a crawl space technician.
1: Yeah,
2: or what a great excuse to give you a lower offer on the house, right? Exactly. Oh, there's this, and yeah. I mean, when you're negotiating such big numbers, it's very easy to hide a, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say hide, but it, they, you know, considering you could put a pretty big chunk of change out there, and they might accept it. You know, just considering they have something to go off of, so.
5: Right, you know we're pro- you know we'll have a home that's approaching the end of life on the roof. Um, when we go to sell the house, that's disclosed in the in the inspection report when they give that out to the bidders, and the bidders go, "Yeah, hey, we know that this roof is going to be need to be replaced in three or five years." They know that going into the bidding process, where instead of getting a home inspection, they get that, and then they realize, "Oh, there's only three years left on this roof." We want a fifteen
2: thousand dollar credit. Yeah, and, yeah. Huge chunk of change. What other Mm -hmm. things are you seeing, John, as far as common costly repairs that you tend to uncover for buyers? Um, one of the big things, you know,
5: it's a big safety hazard too, is we get people that think they understand electricity and go into those electrical service panels. And, mm-hmm. you know, they get Brother Bob or Uncle Tom to uh, come in there and add a hot tub or add an electric car char- charging station. And they really don't understand what they're doing. Um, they think there's only three wires. It's not very hard to, to get it right. But definitely most of the time they don't get it right. And then we not only have costly repairs of having to have an electrician come in and repair it, but then we have also have a safety issue
1: yeah and I like the the way you did that question Keelan with uncovered uh, things for the buyer (laughs) because I always tell buyers if you want to know what the the great things the house has to offer talk to the listing agent the agent that represents the seller if you want to know everything about the home the good and the bad that's what your inspector is there for, is to give you an overall of what where the home's at now and also where the home is heading in the future and what that's going to look like for you. Uh, John, yeah, what, what you're doing is such a critical part of the process, going out and spending a half a million, million dollars on a property. So, John, can you tell us a little bit about the tools that... Home inspectors use, and I don't know that the tools that you use necessarily are the standard that every home inspector uses, but I know that you've got a lot of investment in what you do to do what you do to get the information out of the home.
5: Right. So there's. um Definitely homes can be done without a, a large commitment or financial commitment with tools. Um, some of your more uh, established home inspectors do spend a lot of money on buying some specialty tools. Um, probably my favorite tool that I've gotten to buy is drones. Have I know come what out. it is. And uh, drones are absolutely incredible. Um, they're anywhere from $100 to thousands of dollars. And being in the home inspection business, I was able to convince my wife to allow me to spend, you know. <laughs> there comes the wife again. About $4,000 on a drone. And it is absolutely incredible. It is fundamental fly Mm -hmm. it is great to uh, do roof inspections with I don't have to get onto the roofs and risk falling or risk damage to a roof and that's
1: a good way to approach your wife about it beforehand yes actually
5: she was the one that just gave me the go-ahead you know she didn't want me falling off a roof and uh, and and being hurt that way another great tool that I get to play with is a thermal imaging camera Um, Mm -hmm. it is so much fun to to actually use it for home inspections because you can literally see inside of walls you can see uh, missing insulation you can see leaks pipes you can see heat being generated by uh, overloaded circuits in a service panel Um, but it's also great to go out in the woods with because it just lights (laughs) it up like I'm I'm in the military you know (laughs) looking at those
2: cameras.
1: Gary our engineer over here has got a big smile on his face as well he's like oh yeah I want one of those.
2: You know that's so cool, John. Considering you know, it's like the mortgage industry. People can take tests and things like that and understand like a basic, but it takes years of experience. Mm-hmm. And that experience you're talking about right now and bringing that to the purchase of somebody's home can save them a fortune looking through walls mm-hmm. and things. You're just water. jealous you
1: don't have a career that you get to use some of those tools, aren't you? Uh, can
2: we tie in a drone with the mortgage industry? I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. Like, <laughs> interest rates are in the clouds, babe. We're gonna we're gonna go up here. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I think that's fantastic that you use that cuz I mean you're saving people a ton of money and looking out for their future that could be hidden in this home. So, what could you say with all your experience John about hiring home inspectors? What should you what should you be asking them? What should you be looking for? What are your thoughts about that?
5: I think the biggest thing for uh hiring a home inspector would be checking online reviews you know it's such a critical thing you know people now it's 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 kind of a new thing that we've seen in the last four or five years where people are actually taking the time to to write a review you know and and most people don't write a review you either write a review if you're extremely happy or extremely disappointed and so it's a good place you know google reviews is a great spot Um, redfin open book has uh, lots of reviews there and so does angie's list so i really encourage people to uh, check those reviews and another thing is just talk to the home inspector you know is this yeah. somebody that's going to spend time with you going through the report, or is this somebody that's just trying to get you to, to agree to the home inspection and move on? Because it's really critical after the inspection that that home inspector spends the time with you to uh, go through the report afterwards.
1: Yeah, great advice. Sean, why do you love doing what you do?
5: Uh, well, at the time when I became a home inspector, I didn't realize it, but after being a home inspector, it is... Really exciting to be with people that are going to make these gigantic purchases, and they are scared, and I'm the yeah. one that gets to walk them through the pro- process. I get to walk them through the home. I get to explain these are the items that are in your home, and these are how you, things to look out for, and uh, it's a really great opportunity to help people through a, a really traumatic time, or it can be a traumatic time.
2: Yeah, John, I'm going to ask you the flip side of that question. What do you What do you not like about being a home inspector? <laughs> uh,
5: the worst part about being a home inspector is uh, going into crawl spaces. I absolutely despise going into crawl spaces. You know, <laughs> never know what you're going to find: dead rats, dead raccoons, dead cats, mold, mildew, sewage. It's just it's all over the. Or part. even
2: worse, alive raccoons. Right? Yeah, alive <laughs> oh, rats. Oh rats. that's a,
1: yeah. that's a visual. <laughs> Well, John, well, I I know what I want to have you come next time because I had one more question, but we've uh, got to wrap it up and and get to our commercial break. I want to have you on another show just to talk all about the troublesome things that come up in a home inspection. So stay tuned to our listeners. John, thank you so much. Or stay tuned, listeners, for that show.
3: Great. Thank you. Uh, Yeah,
1: John, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. And if you'd like to connect with John, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at com. Coming up next on The Money Hour, tap into your power of excitement to reach new heights of success. Lei Wang of journeywithlei.com right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
0: Would you like to more powerfully attract customers? Would you like to more effectively motivate your team members and partners to maximize their potential? Would you like to take your business to new peaks of success that you never dreamed of? Lei Wang is the first Asian woman to complete a feat called the Explorer's Grand Slam. She ascended the summits of the highest mountains on each of the seven continents and skied to the North and South Poles. As she endured outstanding hardships and overcame seemingly insurmountable obstacles, she discovered that excitement is the driving force that motivates and empowers every one of us and the secret to innovation, peak performance, and extraordinary achievement. Today, as a speaker, author, and coach, Lay is passionate about empowering individuals and organizations to tap into the power of excitement to realize their potential and reach the heights of success.
4: This is Lei Wan. To find out more about how I can help you and your team to reach your highest aspirations, please call me at 801-901-0298 or email me lei at journeywithlei.com. Lei spelled L-E-I. So that is L-E-I at journeywithlei.com or you can call me 801-901-0298. I look forward to sharing the journey
0: with you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour at on 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, October 12th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell.
2: And I'm your co host, Keelan Harvey.
1: You're local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1 855 400 1150. Again, that's one 855 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have Lei Wang of journeywithlei.com. Tap into your power of excitement to reach new heights of success. Lei, I am so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: And a little bit about Lei. She is a speaker, author, and mountaineer. Would you like to know the secret to powerfully attracting and motivating customers, team members, and partners? Would you like to know what leads individuals and organizations to reach peaks of success? And what will empower even the most ordinary person to achieve the extraordinary? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. Lei Wang is the first Asian woman to complete the feat called the Explorer's Grand Slam, where she ascended the summits of the highest mountains on each of the seven continents, skied to the north and south poles, and made an astonishing discovery. The secret to engagement, peak performance, and extraordinary achievement. Lei is with us today to reveal that secret so that you are empowered to achieve your potential and reach the heights of success.
2: So, Lei, before we talk about this amazing discovery, um, obviously in the feats that you've accomplished, you must have been an athlete growing up. Is that correct?
4: Actually, quite the opposite. I grew up a typical city girl in Beijing, and both my parents are engineers. So, like most Chinese kids, all I did was study, study, study. At the age of eight, I actually dreamed of becoming a writer, later a scientist and a doctor, but never an athlete, and certainly not a mountaineer. Actually, when I was in school, I was barely able to pass a PE test each year.
1: That is, that is just, and it's so, I'm so happy to have you here, and I hope that uh, our listeners could see my excitement when I was reading your bio, because what you've done is just amazing, and what's so amazing about it is actually seeing now what you're doing with the lesson that you learned because I've said before in the show and I've got goosebumps all over that people are most passionate about something that they've learned in their own experience in their journey in life and um, so it's just very exciting and so to know your background and where you came from and your culture and what that culture typically is to go outside of the box and do what you did so let's talk about when did you start climbing lay like,
4: Actually, I was such a book nerd that until my mid-thirties, I still had no clue that actually real people can climb mountains. (laughs) (laughs) So then one winter, I ended up moving to Boston, and I was so scared of the New England cold that for the first three months, I didn't even dare to walk three blocks from where I lived in the Back Bay to the Charles River. Mm -hmm. However, on one of the coldest nights, with the temperature in the single digits, <coughs> I set out for my first winter adventure. I wrap myself with layer after layer of clothes, head, hood, two gloves, scarf. I briefly step into the snow and lean forward into the wind. And I start immediately asking myself, shall I turn around? I make it to the open expanse of the Charles River. Mm. Now I certainly want to turn back. <laughs> but... I have come this far, so I just trudge on, on and on. I walk for two and a half miles until I reach my destination, a movie theater.
2: You, a movie theater? You walk two and a half miles to the movie in a blizzard? Is, am I hearing this correctly? What movie did you see?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't even believe it. Why? The film that was playing was It's Touching the Void.
1: So, Touching the oh. Void, I've, I've heard it's a it's a pretty amazing a movie. So, in that, what inspired you in that movie? And if you listen, if you're listening to her share her story, starting from the journey of going out and doing this, this walk in the snow and feeling all prepared, and all of a sudden just randomly ending up at a movie theater, and now this movie, which would completely change your life, talk about that how and how that movie was an inspiration for you to go out and actually climb a mountain.
4: Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, this is about a British mountaineer climbing a first ascent in Peru. And one of the climbers broke his leg on the way down, mm-hmm. and his partner thought he was dead and left him behind. So when he woke up, he found he was alone. So for the next three days and nights, without food, water, sleep, he just crawled all the way out to the base camp. So and,
1: and that was the movie where he was actually stuck in that, in that little small space, right? The yes. In the You He fell in the
4: Yeah, so as I watched that film, I was wondering, could an ordinary person like me ever do something like that? It seems impossible, but the idea wouldn't leave me alone. So I go from reading about everything about mountaineering to researching what it would be like to actually climb a mountain. And not just any mountain, but Everest, the highest one in the world. So as I conclude that an ordinary person can climb Everest, I'm excited. So what do I do? Being a bit of a nerd, I make an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) 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 I list all the skills I need to learn, the training trips I need to take, and I create a timeline. I have a plan. So that's how I started.
1: I love it. I'm over here laughing and tearing. (laughs)
4: That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. So, Lei, why did this movie have such a powerful impact on you?
4: That's that's a question I have been pondering throughout the years. While the seeking the answer, I realized this leads to a deeper question. What is it that drives every one of us? It took me years after I have reached my climbing dream to finally figure out my answer. The answer is, Excitement. I believe excitement is a force that took me not just to the mountain tops and frozen poles, but what drives each one of us to do our best, a force so pervasive it hides in plain sight. Excitement is what motivates all of us and what gives us the power to endure even the most outstanding hardships, the ability to overcome seemingly insurmountable obstacles. It is what we are all looking for everywhere, every day, without being aware of it. It is actually what we seek in each and every endeavor and what empowers an ordinary person to achieve the extraordinary.
1: So well said, Lay. And, you know, I, I would like for you to share the difference between that excitement that you're talking about that took you up to the highest mountain and the most difficult situations from a common understanding of what drives people. Because I think, a no majority of people are missing out on this excitement feeling in their body. And so I'd love to get into explaining and talking about what this excitement is, the difference between the norm.
4: That's a great question. So let me give you one example. When I started pursuing my climbing dream, I was not fit at all, and I was totally ignorant about anything outdoor. I started from the very basics, such as running, hiking, reading maps, understanding terrain, weather. Every time I set one of the summits as my next goal, it looked to everyone, including myself, as impossible. However, I persevered. Sometimes after multiple attempts over years, and eventually reached the summit, we used to think what motivates and excites us is a goal. However, again and again, as I stood on each summit, I realized the excitement we seek is not found at the peak. What actually took me to the top of each mountain is the excitement about doing what I thought was impossible. We become our best, not by reaching a goal but by uncovering and using skills and uh, talents we're sure we don't have. You know, like the task you think is uh, too hard for us, the conversation we dread, the project we believe will fail? It's precisely those challenges, Mm -hmm. the ones that we want most to avoid, the ones that prompt us to procrastinate. That will lead us to success and transform us into all we can be. What I sense on each summit and when watching that film is that Excitement is found in the transformation we experience, in doing what we think we can't.
1: Yeah. So well said. My personal motto is live your dream now. It's about embracing every second of the day. It's those little moments that are going to take you to the big moments. And that's where your life is extraordinary. And I believe in wake up, waking up every morning and being just a little bit better today than I was yesterday. So you've got to embrace those small successes through the process. And then you reach levels of success that you may have not thought possible for yourself.
2: Love that. Lei, I'm curious to know, how can uh, we create the highest level of excitement? You're referring to excitement as the fuel to accomplish your dreams. How can we uh, create the highest level of excitement to achieve those high goals and things that we want to achieve in life?
4: Actually, quite simple. Just like I said, if we set our campus on exactly what we're avoiding, we will find that excitement, growth, development that will take us to the next level. If we act on what we dread and delay, when we get going, we'll experience excitement and increased effort, enhanced ability and speed, which will lead us even to surpass the goals we set. In attempting doing what we think we cannot, we find excitement, success, and the most profound satisfaction. Doing what we think we cannot leads us to personal transformation. When we lead our team, and each person attempt to do what they imagine they cannot, they will achieve exponential success and extraordinary outcomes. In fact, attempting the impossible is not just our, the best chance for success, but the only one. Because when we do this, our fear will transform into excitement and guide us to the frontiers where success and satisfaction reside.
1: So, so well said, Leigh. Let's talk about that excitement and where it's combined with impossibility. So, you have this impossible thing, but you're still so excited about it. What would you encourage somebody to do as their first step?
4: That's an important question. Definitely, you don't jump into that immediately. So, first, you should identify the skill and helps you would need to get the job done. Next, you define the steps you will take to acquire them, then you create a timeline. Following that roadmap is how you reach the summit you were meant to climb, and become the person you were meant to be.
2: So Lei, we are uh, unfortunately uh, down to one minute here, so before we, um, before we go, wondered how can our listeners connect with you about your story, and are there any parting words that you could share?
4: Well, the best way would be to invite me to your venue for a speech or workshop. And you can find out more about me on my website, journeywithlay.com. And for the parting word to my audience, I want to encourage, encourage you, pursue what excites you that you believe you cannot do. Let the powers of excitement bring out your hidden potential and take you all the way to the top.
1: Leigh, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And if you're listening to the show, if you're an organizer, you're hearing Leigh on the radio. You might see a behind-the-scenes little snippet um, up here. But if you're organizing for an event, you've got to get her up on stage and watch her and her story and the dynamic that she can bring to your company because um, she's a beautiful person and she has a beautiful message to share. You can go to the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. Coming up next on The Money Hour, maximizing your website and marketing dollars. Danielle LaFleur of Easy as Pie Design, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you frustrated that your website and marketing is not attracting your dream clients? Do you feel like you're just throwing good money after bad? Danielle of Easy As Pie Design has been there. Danielle and her team have created a results-driven solution to help you identify your core values that create a total brand alignment and marketing solution to help you attract your best clients. Danielle and her team at Easy As Pie Design have over 70 years of combined experience in IT and marketing technologies. Her team has PhDs in computer science and psychology, plus degrees in marketing, network engineering, graphic design, and more. Danielle has worked with National Geographic, Microsoft, Verizon Wireless, and other clients and has received over 14 industry awards for streamlining businesses, saving clients money, and increasing their production levels.
3: Hi, I'm Danielle LeFleur. To get more information about how to align your brand and maximize your marketing so you attract the best clients, email me at hello at easyaspiedesign.com. Again, that's hello at easyaspiedesign.com.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome back to the Money Hour at eleven fifty AM KKNW this Saturday, October twelfth show. I am your host Tina Mitchell,
2: and I am your co-host Keelan Harvey.
1: Your local mortgage experts. We bring in each week the best of the best in all areas regarding your financing, so we can help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show today please call the show at one 855 1150 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyar.com. In studio right now, we have Danielle LaFleur of Easy as Pie Design. Love that name. Maximizing your websites and marketing dollars. Danielle, thank you so much for coming into studio.
3: Thank you so much for having me. As
1: far back as we go and we keep getting connected, we were talking about the uh, before we started the show here today, I've known you for... 20 years from doing your first mortgage yes. and no contact and then introduced to, uh, my coaching program went through mm-hmm. that. And then now somebody else introduced you to the show. So all of these yeah. connections have been introduced. They keep the universe keeps putting us back together. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's so exciting. I'm so just- excited
1: to have you. And a little bit about Danielle. Danielle has over 27 years in marketing, IT, and network design, development, and training. She is the owner of GrayLux and understands the real needs small businesses have in creating value both online and in-person with their clients. Danielle is dedicated to creating successes for her team and her clients.
2: So Danielle, easiest pie design provides website development and internet marketing solutions. Give us some insight. I want some goodies. Let's. See.
1: What a sweet, what a sweet name.
3: What a I sweet know. name. Get like that a great name. Yeah, that was after two glasses of wine, and love then it. I was like, I can't believe this is available. Like <laughs> yeah. trademark, trademark fast. So yeah. <laughs> love it. So um, yeah, no. Um, well, we I started off the company when we started. We were just doing website design, and we realized that we were doing um, our clients a huge disservice because it's no longer the idea that you build it and they will come. Actually, there's so much out there, and um, marketing takes so much precedence into um, a company and building a company up that we realized we were just, our clients were just really disserviced. And so we've um, utilized all that marketing knowledge that I had on the back of my head from degrees and our, my, our, um, our staff degrees and stuff like that and just started implementing the marketing side of it as well. And so we help our clients not just build their website, but actually move their businesses forward as technology changes.
1: Yeah, well, when moving your business forward, you have to follow technology and you've Mm got to have all of those. um, Having somebody exteriorly looking into your business um, is critically important. So, Danielle, It sounds like you do a lot of stuff. So is this really expensive for a solo entrepreneur? Because there's a lot of them to hire you.
3: It is. um, It does
1: sound really expensive.
3: Uh And what surprises me is how many people are too scared to even call or book an appointment with us. So we actually have a service where we'll do a a no fee consultation and we can just meet with you and tell you, hey, is this a good fit? And if it's not, we can recommend somebody that might be a really great fit for you to get started. But we all start somewhere. I start somewhere. Um, and Tina was with me when I started. Yes. So we all start. And you somewhere. got a mortgage. when I got yeah. a mortgage from Tina. Exactly. It was fantastic. Yeah. I went to a class. It was yeah. fantastic. So, um, you know, we all start and we all start our process and learn. So yeah. just call, um, book an appointment and it's just 15 minutes, no obligation. And um, we'll get we'll get you on the right path one way or the okay. other. We'll get you on the right path.
2: So, Danielle, speaking of money, I know that's a common stress from business owners, obviously, and it's a downward spiral because you get the scarcity mindset and mm. and all that, and it can really play a, a huge part in damaging your business. So... Um, should you, as a business owner, invest in marketing and um, is it a good way to move forward? I know what I would say to that question, but what would you say?
3: I think um, it's a great question. And I like that you brought up mindset because I'm really big on mm-hmm. having a good abundance mindset. I think that's the, you know, that can be a crux on so many things. Mm-hmm. And I know Tina feels the same way mm-hmm. as I do. Um, but, you know, one of the things that you really feel about when you do marketing, at least most people do, is I call it the spaghetti th- um, thought, where you take a, just a bowl of spaghetti and you throw it on the wall and you see what sticks. That's how marketing feels for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But um, unfortunately, or fortunately, statistics show that companies that do invest in marketing actually do grow much faster. And so the real question is, is how fast do you want to grow? And I think that's the key question to start asking yourself. Not should you invest in marketing, but how fast do you want to grow? So it's really important. I know you had Julie on um, a while ago who does our finances. And, um, you know, it's good to have your house in order, get your money in order, and really um, put together your budget on what you're marketing to be. And as you grow your company and as it gets larger, your actual percentage of your marketing dollars will go down. But when you start, there's going to be a larger percentage of your marketing dollars, larger percentage of your dollars going towards marketing. But as your business grows, that percentage will keep going down over time.
1: Yeah, you you really have to be prepared, yeah. prepared in all areas. Your finances have everything lined up, have your system set up. You've got to have the team that's going to support it. So there's a lot of strategy yeah. in that process.
3: Very strategic. you got to be strategic. I'm really big on knowing what your cost of goods are and then really mapping out. I tell people that you want about 70% on your first, you know, one to 18 months, um, 70% of your OPEX to be towards your marketing, and then you can start um, drilling that down farther and farther until it's about a 10 to 15%.
1: Yes. And you know, um, I do a time management and business efficiency <laughs> yes. coach. So I'm all about, I can't help you make more time, but I can help you maximize the time that you yes. have. And I know that you're that's really close to you as well, Danielle. So when we're talking about projects and marketing and all of this stuff, being that money has a limit and time habit has a limit. How are you helping people? You know, that's a great
3: question. In project management terms, you know, there's time, resources, and money. So mm-hmm. either you need more people, you need more time, or you need more money. That's yeah. the only way your business is going to go through. And you have to have two of them. you got to sacrifice one. So we have clients on all spectrums of whatever their top priority is. And so um, some clients just simply do not have the time. And that's fantastic. We'll go do our job, and we'll go be experts. And I love those clients because they're actually doing what they should be doing, which is yes. growing their business and being an expert in their field. When you are starting off, you're trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I know Tina believes the same thing. You can't do everything. You really need to stay within your zone of genius. And so we will be hands-on with some of our clients and train them on how to do the marketing so they get ready when they're ready to. They can hand it off. But some clients just aren't at that level. So we can help support them. Um, We build out plans and strategy sessions with them to help them move forward if they're at that DIY stage. Otherwise, We have other clients that are like, nope, I'm ready. Just take over and tell me when you're done. And, Mm. you know, we handle that gamut. We'll just adjust accordingly on where you're at.
1: Love that. Sounds like you just really tailor to your client's (sighs) individual needs. Very much tailored. Speaking of,
2: I know that's more popular now, especially with the Internet and YouTube and all the information we have access to. Everybody loves a plan and, you know, or a how-to guide. Um, What do you offer for those DIY do-it-yourselfer folks?
3: Yeah, um, like I said, like we um, we do have you know a plan strategy session, and so we discovered that when we were working with our higher end clients, that was actually their favorite part was the strategy because you know we're big picture people, people. So yes. we love the strategy. Um, but what we can do for the smaller businesses, and what's become one of our most popular services, is actually doing the plan and strategy for um, individual small businesses um, and stuff. So. When we um, do these strategy sessions, it will gives you the opportunity to take what we're doing for our big companies and we'll scale it down to your company, customize it just for you, and then you can take and execute on that. Um, And so it's been a big hit. We had no idea that people wanted this, but just like you're gonna go build a house, you gotta have a plan. Mm -hmm. So you just don't go to the Home Depot and grab some you know, lumber and say, yay, right? There's a plan that happens. And so we can give you a plan and we'll talk to you and align your brands and align your marketing and make sure that you're headed off in the right direction.
1: And what a great service, uh, Danielle, because I believe that everybody has a brilliant idea inside them and that brilliant idea is attached to a passion that they have. And the biggest problem is they're trying to put it together themselves. Where you are actually coming in and you're saying, okay, wow, that's your vision, this is where it came from, the story why, here's the ending result and the difference you're gonna make, and then now, let me plug in step by step in what this is going to look like so that's that's really awesome Danielle so for our listeners that might be listening to the podcast or listening online to this show do you work with clients outside of Washington State
3: absolutely we have clients all over the country which is beautiful about technology right you Mm can't have clients all over the country what I find very fascinating is even though we have clients in New York and Chicago and Houston and um, it's fabulous I actually have clients who are local like I have a client that's only five miles away from me but we still meet on video chat. So um, it actually doesn't matter where you're located at. I do require video chatting. So you can have body language and mm-hmm. visual and all that other kind of stuff. It allows us to record everything. So every meeting with us is recorded. You can go onto your own drive and look at it and um, later on and kind of review all your notes. So. Um, you can be anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, actually, at this point in the stage.
1: I actually just learned something. I require yeah. my coaching. I do one-on-one coaching and yeah. I require to be on video. And sometimes people are like, oh, do you know? Oh, and sometimes they miss, somebody might not sign up with me yeah. because it's not a conference call. It's a mm-hmm. video. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be the right fit. I just learned something. I'm going to tell them we're going to start recording it. I'd record. It's Love it.
3: fabulous. Yeah, because then, then I, they
1: can listen back to it. yeah. yeah,
3: it's great for my team. My team gets mm-hmm. to know what we're talking about. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And yeah. it's, um. yeah, it creates more personal connection. Yeah.
2: Love that. Danielle, I was going to ask you, technology can obviously create a lot of confusion for people and all its different facets and how it's this ever-evolving, growing beast. Do you only work with tech companies or do you work with businesses that don't have a lot of experience in marketing or technology or are kind of clueless when it comes to that department?
3: Yeah, it sounds as though we work with just tech companies, but really we don't. Um, I have a client that doesn't even have a computer. Like um, they just know that they need to oh have a website. So I have another client that has no idea that there's something past AOL. So we have clients that are on <laughs> like one, <laughs> one, and then we have you know clients yeah. that have capital funding and you yes. know VC funding and stuff like that. So there's a wide gamut of what we work with. What we try to do is, since our clients are so vast from trade industries, Mm -hmm. um, real estate, and land development, stuff like that, all the way into lifestyle brands,
1: is that we really do try to customize it directly towards. Yeah. So Daniel, um, all of the success that you've had in business, and I know the most su- successful people have had the biggest challenges. And the difference is, and just as we've talked about Lay on uh, our last conversation, is that you learn, you use those as an opportunities to learn from them and you overcome those. So what's a challenge that you've had to face in your career? And how did you overcome that?
3: I think over education. So I feel like I have ah. to say yes to everything because I, because my background is in network engineering, right? And so, yeah, I can fix your router or yeah, I can, you know, like, you know, do something else, but really niching down and doing what I love to do that I know is really going to support small businesses and support medium businesses to grow to that next level. I know that drives a passion. So just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should say yes to that. What you should be doing is niching down and really, again, like we said earlier, focusing on your zone of genius and allowing other people to work in their zone of geniuses and grow their own. um, Yeah,
1: so true.
2: Danielle, share with our listeners what you're most proud of that you've achieved with your business at this point.
3: Um, I think my team. I um, uh, the clients, absolutely. I love my clients. We go hang out. We go have wine. If you become a client, we are we are best friends. We're going to be friends forever. Um, but my team. Um, i not only love creating jobs but i love helping them grow so i have Mm -hmm. team members that started off in photoshop and now we're training them in coding and we have team members that started off in one department and now they're heading up other departments so growing the team has really been so much joy. Um, and we're an all-female team as well. So, nice. yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> so having all these um, women in STEM and stuff like that is just really exciting. Well, Keelan's
1: adorably masculine. Yeah. So you so can fit right in, <laughs> yes, right?
3: We're not anti-men just right now at this recording. We are all girls right now. As we get in the week. So, um, but yeah, just growing the team and watching them grow yeah. and learn and develop and their families grow grow and um, yeah I just I love creating jobs and I love giving people opportunities to grow
1: that's beautiful and you know Danielle again thank you so much for coming into studio uh, very excited to have you here thank you and if you're looking for a great marketing team and some brilliancy in putting a plan together on that big goal that you have call the show at 1855 855 411 or go online at themoneyar.com and we will definitely connect you with Danielle and this is your host Tina Mitchell signing off for the day
2: and your co-host Keelan Harvey
1: we'll be here Next weekend, same time, same place, right here at 11:50 a.m. KKNW. Enjoy the rest of the week, everyone.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.